Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be talking about is Here for Blood. It can be seen exclusively on Screenbox. It's directed by Daniel Torres, written by James Roberts, starring Sean Roberts as Tom McBannon. I don't know, maybe they're brothers or something. James Roberts, Sean Roberts, or maybe it's just coincidence. Roberts is a common last name, so. That's true. That is true. Maya, oh God, okay. I'm going to try to pronounce this name, but good Lord. Okay, Maya Misajelovic. That surprisingly sounds probably <laughs> like what it is. Misajelovic, I'm going to go with that because that, that really does look that. As Grace and Joelle Faro as Phoebe. The plot, um, MTV, you got some explaining to do on the plot here. <laughs> yeah, So I didn't read it until you pointed it out, and I was like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, it's very <laughs> wrong. So, okay, here's IMDB's plot. Peaceful evening between bloody, violent chaos, mask intruders descend on Tom and Grace's home. The couple fights for their lives. I'm going to paint the picture here for you. So the main character is Tom. You know, he's the main lead, whatever. Grace is a little girl, seven years old. So they basically are saying that Tom and Grace are a couple, which I think you need to fix that IMDb because some people are going to read that like this guy and go, ah, that doesn't sound right. That sounds a little weird. Don't think I'll watch that. Too bad this wasn't Wikipedia and we could just edit it. I know. Oh, wait, can you? Ooh, I don't know. Can you? There's an edit button. Oh, damn. You might want to update that. I already wrote one anyways. Maybe just copy pasta that. Mm, yeah, we might have to look into this. Yeah. But all right, here's my fixed version. As a favor, a professional wrestler offers to take over his girlfriend's Phoebe babysitting gig so she can study for her exam. Little did he know that soon the babysitter, Tom, would be fighting off a gang of cult members looking for their next sacrifice, Grace. But before we get into it, Corey, last night I was looking in the mirror and you know what? My beard was looking gnarly. And I said to myself, I can't look like this. I got to do something. So I decided to break out Beard Octane's beard wash and conditioner along with their beard oil. And dude, my beard looked amazing. I'm glad you turned me on to Beard Octane. Yeah, of course. Like I said, I've been using their products for years and I can vouch for them. And whether you're pounding IPAs or chopping wood, you got to look your best. Visit BeardOctane.com and use the code 30Screams10 at checkout for a 10% discount. It helps us. And like I said, the products are absolutely incredible. They're local too. They're based out of Connecticut. So help them out and support small businesses. We're not just slinging beard grooming supplies. We've been using them for a while. Yeah, we have. With that said, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Here for Blood? So every month we get an email from Screenbox like about new movies that are going to be added to the service. And this one came up, Here for Blood. And they were like, hey, you want an early copy of this? And we were like, hell yeah. I read the plot. 
right away I knew we were going to be all over this. It's about wrestling and fucking violence and like blood and gore. And just it's a slasher movie. Yeah. Absolutely love this movie. I can't remember the last time I had this much fun watching a movie. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely fun. It's hitting all of our points here. So we love wrestling, right? We love gore, slashers, all that. Cults all about it and also heavy metal fuck yeah because you got a uh, d snyder in this movie as probably the weirdest role i've ever seen him in last time i saw d snyder in anything he was captain howdy in strangeland have you ever seen strangeland didn't we review it Mm-mm. no that's savage land oh, okay maybe yeah. not Strangely, Wait, no, 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 is... I have. It was the one with the piercing stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It doesn't hold up well, that's for sure, because of the technology aspect. It's so different now, obviously. Technology has advanced way more, whereas back then it was like all about chat rooms and the camera quality was shit and all that stuff. And they think they still had the dial-up sounds. So doesn't hold up, but I thought he was a pretty cool killer in that movie, but... You know what? It's funny. It's uh, pretty much similar to that of Freddy Krueger, where the whole town lynched him, and then, you know, he died, came back, and now he's Captain Howdy again. That's not the movie we're talking about today. However, his role was a bit absurd. He was just a head. So, I'm not going to lie. I remember reading that description about this movie, and Dee Snyder was in it. I didn't know Dee Snyder, who he played, until the credits rolled. <laughs> It was like the equivalent of the uh, the Venus flytrap, whatever his name is, uh, from Little Shop of Horror. You know, it was yeah. like, let me see more. Yeah, I thought I missed something. No. I, I was like, D- I did not see D. Schneider, and sure enough, he all he did was voice a head. Yep, whatever. Hey, it's on the IMDb, so yep. I'll fucking take that gig. If I can get on IMDb just for being a head in a movie, cool. All right. I have to say two things. Fuck yeah. Just copy-paste it over and over whatever pin me pay me when was the last time d snyder did anything relevant anyways he needed a paycheck yeah i don't know i think he might have his hands on all sorts of small barroom gig things okay i don't know Good like for you him. Know, p- playing like a angel city music hall or something some like a smaller venue like, him and Corey feldman are sharing oh you see me now. to it yes yeah they're going on tour now <laughs> Corey Feldman's going on tour with Limp Bizkit, by the way. I saw a funny uh, TikTok of Corey Feldman and his band coming out on stage today, and it said he had his band literally, like, introduce him to the stage. They tried to get the crowd to start a chant. It was the return of the king. And (laughs) then the crowd wouldn't chant, and you could tell that the band was clearly embarrassed. And then Corey Feldman came out and started singing, and he forgot the words, and he told his band to restart the song. Oh, my God. That's a bit much. That's overkill. I I really wish I went and saw him in Angel City, but I don't want to give that man a penny. Why? Because, like, what has he done besides play the Goonies? And like a couple other minor roles, but like what what business does he have in music? Ah, he doesn't. I think he's just super big on friggin' Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, he is. He's massive on Michael Jackson. He Michael does Jackson all, like, was massive on him. Oh God. That's what we hear. That's the rumor. Is that, you know, there was some fuckery going on there. But he did uh, all sorts of dance moves on stage, whatever. Did you see that show that he was on? It was like one of those Good Morning America type shows. And they had Corey Feldman and the Angels, and he was doing all this weird dancing shit. And it was like, I don't know, dubstep stuff. I'll have to show you because it's fucking absurd. Oh, he did. Okay, Stand By Me and The Goonies and The Lost Boys were pretty much his biggest roles. Yeah, exactly. And then he did like, what, Lost Boys 2, Lost Boys 3, Lost Boys 4. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was a voice in that, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> we we were way off topic here. And we were you know talking what? It's about fine. Corey Feldman for twenty minutes. That's fine because I didn't even hit the timer, anyways. <laughs> oh, great! Now we're now it's thirty screams or less starts now. Okay. So okay, so E. Snyder, he's a talking head, and this has two things. Actually, he might have said three things, but that's about it. We see immediately, you know, wrestling's going on. This is the main character. The dude is jacked to fucking shit. He is yeah. massive. So the middle of the movie, I, I was like trying to compare him to someone. And maybe the middle of the movie, I figured it out. He was a cross of Roddy Piper and Brian Cage. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Like, roided out and the attitude of Roddy Piper. Yeah. I would say he's almost as big as cage right nick cage no we're getting wrong wrong cage wrong cage no nick cage is no nick gage different wrestler i'm getting my wrestling mixed up man brian cage nick gage and brian cage are very different yeah one's a g one's a c got it brian cage versus christian cage in a cage oh god can you imagine just all (laughs) (laughs) battle for the ages with nick gage yep as a special guest referee exactly just all the gauges. Yeah, with Nicholas Cage. With Nicholas Cage as Brian Cage's manager. Yep. Just all the cages and gauges. Cage. Gage. In a cage. That'd be a great billboard. Oh, man. Sells itself. Tony Khan is missing out on money here. He just needs to listen. And he'd be like, I like that idea. And then next week on, Imp- on Impact, I almost said. You did. I almost said Impact because I'm like, I don't know. I always like to say, what's so-and-so doing in the Impact Zone? Nick Gage in the Impact Zone. Nick Gage is in the Impact Zone. Okay. So, yeah, this guy's massive. Um, He looked familiar to me. I couldn't figure out where the hell he was from. But turns out he was in the Resident Evil movies. He played Wesker. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know that? No, I didn't because he's he's like four sizes bigger than he was in Resident Evil now, so... Yeah, I noticed. He uh, he didn't look that ginormous in Resident Evil, so I couldn't place him. I was just like, is this guy new? I don't think I've ever seen this guy. And probably because as Wesker, you have your, you know, the glasses on the whole time. You wear, like, all black, things like that. So you can't really tell it's him. I mean, all you can really see is, like, mouth, forehead, right, and hair. So yep. I couldn't really tell it was him. So I'm just questioning the whole time. Like, I've, I've never seen this guy before. Clearly I have, because I've seen all the Resident Evil movies. Um, are they all good? No. First one's okay. I don't think I watched all of them because, yeah, like, was it the, after the third one, they started getting bad. <laughs> yeah, they jumped in the shark a little bit. It started going a little apocalyptic. Uh, well, it was always apocalyptic anyways, right? Yeah, so first one was good. It was fun, but it was like references to Resident Evil as opposed to it being kind of a like retelling, you know? Yeah, They so side note, they did, when I was on our cruise last week, we went to movie trivia one night, and what they did was they named like an actor, an actress. They named three movies that they were in, and you had to guess who the actress was or actor was. One of them was Mila Jovovich, and because they said like she had orange hair and she killed like undead people. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the third one was, but I knew immediately that it was Mila. Yeah. And I think we were one of the few in the room that actually got that question right. Because oh. Fifth Element and Resident Evil. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, uh, she's been in all sorts of things, but I just can't think of anything off the top of my head, you know? Because I always know her from Fifth Element and Resident Evil. But she's been in other shit. I probably just haven't seen it. 
Yeah. So back to the movie. Did you think like right off the bat, it it just felt like we were watching Scream? Yeah, I can see that. You have the woman walking into our house from, I think she was jogging. Is that what it was? Yeah, she was jogging. So she was jogging and she goes in the house and she goes upstairs to like take a shower and then Sting appears. (laughs) Stang. We're calling him Stang Stang. because he's like a dollar store Sting. Like, why is this guy wearing a Sting mask? He's literally like NWO Sting. He has long hair. He has a a very, very similar mask to what Sting had his face paint as. Yeah. And he has a leather jacket on that's completely unbuttoned and no shirt underneath. And he's also ripped. Yeah. They are all fucking ripped. Everyone in this movie other than like the parents are like fucking ripped. Yeah. Everyone lives at fucking Planet Fitness in this movie. Exactly. They're ginormous. Okay, so here's what I was kind of thinking. This is why I was questioning, you know, the main character, Tom, right? I was thinking, like, is this guy new? I don't know if they got him from, like, a fucking Planet Fitness or something, and they just needed someone big to be in this role to look like a wrestler. But like I said, turns out he's actually been in a lot of movies. But I'm looking at all these other guys, and I'm thinking, like, this is before I knew that he was in the Resident Evil movies. I'm thinking to myself, did they just hire a bunch of wrestlers, like independent wrestlers that I don't know about and throw them in this movie? Because if that's the case, all right, cool. They, but, what do they call them? En- enhancement talent? and Enhancement like, talent. Yeah. I don't know how you're enhancement talent when you're like that fucking ginormous. <laughs> yeah. Like when I think enhancement talent, I think like Barry Horowitz, your Brooklyn Brawlers, things like that. Your Isaac Yankums. Yeah, your DDSs. Oh, yeah, Dr. Isaac Yankum. Yep, exactly. You know, they don't really have that kind of enhancement talent anymore. It's just like whoever's in the roster doing the job. Unless they're trying to do a 2-1-1 squash match, then they what? hire some local, you know, jabronis. Yeah, who... that's exactly it. They'll do like, they'll be on the road, like on a tour or whatever, and they'll call in a bunch of local jabronis and fucking Brian Cage will squash them. Exactly. Yeah. Nick Gage. They marry, have kids fucking jacked Brian as fuck Cage with weird ass teeth. Brian Cage got married? No, I'm just saying, like, they have kids jacked as fuck with weird ass teeth. Well, the weird ass teeth is from years of, uh, Meth. uh, what do they call that? Recreational drug use. Recreational drug use, yeah. Yeah, he was doing it for fun. Good for him. He's just like, yeah, fuck it, I do it for fun, whatever. <laughs> He's a maniac, that one. Oh, I know. I don't want to talk any more about him because I'm afraid of him. I met him. He's actually really nice. I'm nice sure person. he is. It seems like he's nice, but then when it's time for business, it's fucking time for work. He plays a character. Yeah, that's exactly it. He's a professional. He's a real-life bank robber who plays a character in a wrestling ring. Yeah, he's a professional. Even though it's deathmatch wrestling and stuff, and a lot of people see it as fucking whatever, right? He's clearly a professional about it. Mm-hmm. He has fun. He does his like shit, whatever, with his friends. But he's hard as fuck. That one. The first time that, uh, during this movie where I knew it was gonna be fun, we're literally still at the beginning of the movie. Talking, yeah. by the way, when he goes over to Grace's house because he's babysitting, because Tom's girlfriend has to do homework, and asks Tom to go and babysit this little girl so she can focus on her homework. Anyways, he's at the little girl's house, Grace's house, and they order pizza, and the pizza delivery guy gets to the house, and the pizza delivery guy knows who Tom is. He's like, "Well, you're a famous wrestler, can?" I get a picture or an autograph yeah and tom looks at him and he goes you got five bucks <laughs> i was like this man's a fucking carny this movie rules yeah oh it's like every wrestler out there man we've been to these things mm-hmm. we've been to these conventions where you're meeting all these wrestlers and you have to pay them for photo whatever 20 bucks 10 bucks maybe five dollars for virgil whoever i've spent plenty of money on photos with wrestlers especially bret hart but 
that was worth it. So I, I paid less to meet Samoa Joe than I did to meet Alex Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dude, so before Samoa Joe got signed to the WWE, I think you were there. We went to that show in Lowell at the Spinners Park. Yeah. He was charging five bucks. Samoa That's Joe. All. You can't even go to Wendy's with $5 anymore and uh, like get a meal. No. Yeah. One of the greatest wrestlers in the world was charging $5 for meet and greet. That was right after Rey Mysterio killed a guy because he was there too. And nobody was in his line because no one wanted to shake his hand in case, you know, bad juju. They didn't want to die. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so absurd. <laughs> We can't shake your hand. You killed a man in the ring. So did fucking Great Kali, but also it probably dropped the guy fucking nine feet onto his head. Yeah, and that's just from Great Kali standing straight up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking crazy. The Punjabi um, prison. Yeah. So I love this episode because we get to talk about wrestling. Yeah, and so there's the Shining Wizards Network. They're just like, <laughs> fuck yeah, they're going to talk horror and a shit ton of wrestling on this one. Right? Yeah, they don't know we're doing this one yet. I didn't tell them, so. No, they don't. So... Um, you know, it kind of brings me back to when I uh, I went to one of those wrestling conventions and I talk about this story because it was so fucking absurd. It was unbelievably ridiculous, Corey. I was at this convention and all these wrestlers there were like my dad, my brother and I, we met Bret Hart. It was the weekend of WrestleMania in Philadelphia. No, correction, New Jersey. Right? Yeah, it was WrestleCon. I was there. Okay. Yeah. WrestleCon. So I took a like a wide photo of the room. Right. I wasn't even getting anyone in the shot. You couldn't make out anyone, any wrestlers. Then stand in the corner, whatever. All of a sudden, this guy comes up to me, fucking jacked as shit. And he's like, give me the photo. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you took a photo of Marlena. For those of you who don't know Marlena, Marlena was Goldust's valet, right? Yeah. And her bodyguard came up to me demanding money because I took a photo of her. He's demanding like 20 bucks. I'm like, I'm not giving you any money. I didn't even take a photo of her. He's like, yeah, you did. Show me the photo. I forgot that she was Marlena because she's also Terry Runnels. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, a lot of people, I think, know her as Marlena. So yeah, that's why right. I went Marlena. But Terry Runnels. Iron Sheik rolled over my foot in his wheelchair at that show. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. I pissed next to the, uh, the million dollar man. Took a piss right next to him. Good for you. Yeah. Do you look at your dick? He looked at mine and he was like, bro, everybody's got a price. And your price is to go to the hospital and get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh, that was that was a negative with that whole weekend because I had to deal with some roided out guy. Um, Iron but Sheik everything was, else was great. Speaking of roided out guys, Iron Sheik was getting pushed around by a dude that looked like Batista. Not surprised. And it wasn't Batista. It was just his doppelganger. Oh, maybe was it that, was uh, Batista. Ma Mason Ryan? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Was he his? Mason Ryan wasn't. A... He was an Australian guy, right? Uh, yeah, but he's doing Circus Olay now. Are you kidding me? I'm dead ass serious. Okay. Yeah. I read articles on the internet and I was like, whoa, okay, that's what he's up to. Interesting. Cool. So, all right. We have barely even touched the surface of this movie because of like the amount of wrestling involved in it. So, yeah, we're at the house. Tom's hanging out, takes the photo with the, the pizza guy. Next thing we see, you know, Tom closes the door. Pizza guy gets his throat cut within, like, 30 seconds. So we already know shit's going to hit the fan. So uh, at one point when um, Tom went upstairs and Grace was playing video games in her room, they all heard the creaking from the attic. Mm -hmm. Did you get the vibe that there was going to be more than one killer after? Because Tom went down to answer the door when the pizza got there. And then the you pizza know, guy saw that guy at the end of the road. I was like, holy shit, there's more than one killer. 
I didn't know that at first. I'm thinking it was just one killer the whole time, which, okay, that's fine. But then when they opened the attic, one came down and then I saw another. I'm like, oh shit, there's two killers. I didn't realize it was going to escalate to like basically a cult. So we're talking like five or six killers that he's taking on. I didn't either, but I also got the vibe here that like once we do find out that there were people in the attic, I got the vibe that the parents were involved, which we later find out that they were, which we'll get to, but... Yeah, we'll get to it. It was kind of, I don't know, that part of it was kind of predictable to me, but yeah. It didn't even dawn on me that there were this many killers in this movie because I was just thinking like maybe it's a local cult. They needed to get their sacrifices in, all that stuff, right? So I was just thinking that, actually, at first I was just thinking maybe it was just some rogue killer who went around, did his shit, whatever. And then we hear the killer get a call like, oh, it's time. You, you need to get to work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, now we have two people. Or the killer is maybe that's his alter ego talking to him to go kill. Could have been that. But then we start seeing, okay, there's actually two people in the house, and they didn't match what Stang looked like. So now I'm like, okay, there must be three killers in this. And then we start tacking on more and more, and it turns out there was like six of them in total, six or seven of them. But Tom went off on all of them. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I loved it so much. Like the first guy, this poor guy, I don't even know what his name was. The one that's basically Marv from Home Alone. He's just getting <laughs> fucked constantly. Yep. He I, had I, the scream. The scream was great. Yeah. And um, so he, he basically gets in a fight with Tom and Tom's in the kitchen with him. And this scene was so long of Tom holding this dude's face to the burner on an electric stove. Oh, man. And you see like the fucking the grates in the face. Oh, it was like awful because, yes, he would just hold it there and he just kept holding it there. And so I'm a fan of slapstick comedy when you continue to do something over and over. Like if you carry out something a little bit longer than you should, sometimes it's funny. Like, for instance, uh, Family Guy, when Peter hurts his knee. Right? Oh, he, goes, he said, ow. Ah. Yeah, and <laughs> just goes, he does that for minutes, right? They added that to Fortnite and it's so fucking funny. What the... Uh, that. Yeah, you kill him. You kill him because he's one of the bosses right now, and he just does that. He just falls on the ground and holds his knee and does that over and over again. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it makes me laugh every single time. It's so yeah. dumb. But sometimes when you do that in movies or comedy or whatever, it's it's hilarious. But then, so he did the like the face, and then there was something else that happened to the guy too. But Tom annihilated this guy. I think he hit him with a frying pan and then he burnt his face. And then like <laughs> later on, he cut off his fingers. It was just like a fucking one thing after another with this fucking guy. We're going to just call him Marv. Yeah. Later on, he just, what was it? An ax and he gets all of his fingers chopped off. Yep, exactly. <laughs> got all of his fingers chopped off and then fucking we'll call him Marv again. Marv decides to go into the house, put his hand on the burning stove that his face was just melted on, basically, to cauterize the wounds. And of course, like just in epic fashion, the screaming then falls back on the ground. That guy got fucking annihilated. And his, somehow... name, was, his name was Bernie in the movie. Bernie, Bernie was the MVP. Bernie was the MVP of this movie. He was the comedic aspect, the guy who was just there. He wanted to be a part of it, but couldn't hack it. Just constantly failing, but he was still there, and he survived at the end. Yeah, and every single time you see him, he gets his ass kicked in some way. Every single time, without fail. (laughs) Fucked up every single time. It's so funny, but a lot of the moves uh, that Tom was doing was wrestling-based, so you know we'd have body slams and clotheslines and... 
you know, and things like that. Oh, this part was great. The Macho Man Randy Savage amount of elbow drops onto <laughs> that girl's boyfriend. Yeah, and he's just – I love it because – it's happening in the background of this scene. He's just elbow dropping this dude all like repeatedly. And was it Phoebe was in the front of the scene? Was it talking to Grace in the kitchen? Here's what it was. So it was uh, her friend got the, her throat bit by who is now a zombie boyfriend. So Chris, she's a fucking idiot. She deserved that. Yes, she did. Yep. So Tom just knocks this guy down and he is continuously giving an elbow drop to this guy's head. And it's like brain is splattering all over the place, blood everywhere. And then the parents come in and they're like, what the hell is going on here? You know, that type deal. And Tom's like, we have a situation. <laughs> it's like people are we, breaking in, blah, blah, blah. All that. We, we have a situation. We are under attack by a gang of sex perverts. <laughs> when he said that, I spit out my drink. That was funny. That was very funny. So, and then at the end, they find out who it is, and he was just like, all right, they're not sex perverts. Nope, just the parents. The parents pulled this shit off the whole time. So Tom like goes up to the attic to show the father that there's a head up there and some cult-looking shit. So basically, these uh, people have been planning this whole thing. They've been in the house, and the father ends up stabbing Tom. And I'm like, okay, here's the double cross, the twist, if you will. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then Stang comes in with his giant codpiece. Fucking thing is massive and it's got like spikes on it. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. This whole movie is absolutely absurd. But him and Tom, they start getting into it. Grace stabs uh, Stang. Tom beats the shit out of him, kills him, and then just continues on to fucking beat the other guys up. Oh, by the way, I didn't even talk about one of these cult members had such a cool mask. It was upside down. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was really cool looking. And yes, it did have Scream vibes with that. Yeah, it was basically like an upside down Scream mask, but they modified the mouth a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. So with it being upside down, when he was like on top of the bed and he was looking down at Grace underneath the bed, it looked like it was right side up or something. It was very odd. So I thought it was cool looking. Yeah, definitely so, a really cool mask. The best mask in the movie. I would say so. Yeah, definitely the best mask in the movie. Okay, so at this point, Tom is trying to go get Phoebe uh, because the parents took Phoebe to the barn. And this is some weird culty shit happening. Apparently, there's like these ancient ones or whatever that they have to keep sacrificing people to in order to save the world. Because if they don't, they're going to come out, raise hell. Everyone's going to die, all this stuff. So now it's this whole Tom needs to save the world type deal. So he gets in this fight with Corey. this is what i was talking about is this guy is fucking ginormous yeah he was like a viking basically yeah you know who he, he looked like one of the pitbull remember from ecw yeah the tag team right yeah like pitbull number two yeah 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 like where he's like bald and jacked as shit kind of looked like that i wonder so, how he uh, hilarious if it was yeah i don't think so i think he's probably a little too old for that but he was uh, jacked as shit. Oh, is it? So I'm looking at the IMDb. His name was Mark Andre Belanger. The character's name was Meat. That makes sense. And he you was just... in uh, Bad Santa 2. Oh, no shit. Okay. So they all had like some modest uh, roles. Yeah, we'll call it that. Was it Goon number two? Goon? I'm just saying like, what the was Sean his role William in Scott that? movie? No. Oh. No, I'm saying what was his like role in that movie? You know how they say goon number three or whatever? So it's actually kind of close. Hospital patient number 10. Tattooed jail dude. Okay. 
all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was tattooed jail, dude. Yeah. I'm wow. an actor. You couldn't even have given them a name. They're assholes. Fucking too much to remember. Okay, uh, uh, tattooed jail guy, dude. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> tattooed jail guy. It's your scene. Get on set. Yeah. Do do some jaily shit. Cool. Sold. Done. All right, next. Awful. I hate it. You know what? I There's a character it. in this called Spinhead. Spinhead. Is Slack- that? No, maybe that's the one with the upside down uh, ghost face looking mask. Okay, that makes sense. Slackjaw, Loverboy, Meat, Jackal. Oh, Jackal must have been the one where it was like... They were kind of almost like crawling around and really weird and Tom oh, yeah. fucking Dude, beat the shit out of that one too. He reminded me of Junkrat from Overwatch. Oh yeah, good call. And then Grace just this is when I decided Grace was actually my favorite character of the movie because no, it wasn't Grace, it was Phoebe who went to town with on this thing's head with a meat cleaver. Mm-hmm. And just over and over and over. It was and... like a te- it was legitimately like a ten minute scene of, of Phoebe just hanging this dude in the head with a cleaver. Yeah, and it was kind of like the same deal with Tom where he was doing like the 20 elbow drops to the guy's head. It's like repetition sometimes is funny. It's yeah, overkill, massive over- overkill. The dude that's is probably exactly dead it. after the first one. Yeah, that's exactly it. Overkill. Overkill sometimes is awesome. Yeah, especially in a comedy horror because it's just, it fit the vibe so well. Like all the over the top shit they did in this movie, all the shit that Tom says like the scene when Tom gives uh, Grace the keys to the car and he looks at her and he goes stupid question have you ever driven before <laughs> she's fucking seven years old <laughs> of course not she's like well my daddy and whatever showed me how to drive okay I mean I think we've all like had an opportunity to do something like that or a lot of us had so like right at this scene though like as this fight's happening which like you said it was a great fight between meat and tom it's like a wrestlemania match it was like two big men and the way they shot the cameras uh, at the, the angles and whatnot yeah it was like uh, vince mcmahon's dream match right yeah there. and then t- whoa 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 we're not speak of him we don't speak of him no he's canceled oh yes that's right he is quite canceled anyways i'm kidding though don't edit that out i won't no, um, no so this fight's happening, and then Grace shows up with the car, and she fucking runs this dude over. So they finally get meat on the ground, and then they attach, like, a hook to his neck. Oh, this was yeah. the best beheading scene I've seen in my entire life. I love a good beheading, and this actually took the cake. Yeah, his head got pulled straight off from a hook. <laughs> The rest of his body was just simply too heavy for his head, so it was probably like, nope, I'm staying down here. Head, you can go. And again, this was one of those scenes which was very long. It was just a zoomed-in camera angle of this dude just having a hook jammed in the side of his head, clearly in agony. He's just screaming, and you have Tom, Grace, and Phoebe pulling on this other side of the chain, Mm -hmm. trying to literally pull this dude's head off, and eventually they do. It was amazing. It was great. Yeah, and then you have, like, the dad. The dad's dead at this point. The dad was thrown into the door where all the gods are, right? And got sacrificed. And at this point, it's just, like, the mother. Grace is there. Phoebe's there. Tom is there. And Meat, who they just, you know, decapitated in epic fashion. And pretty much, you know what? This is what I was wondering, though, about... Because now we're at the end of the movie. So... Just to kind of sum it up, this movie is, it's nuts. There's a lot of slapstick comedy and horror and slashing and blood and guts and everything. It's great. So what I didn't get though is like, 
clearly the mother's bad. She's a bad person. She tried killing her kid. You know, she poisoned cookies in hopes that it would kill her daughter and then she could be sacrificed. But they all left together. I'm assuming that they were going to take her to the police station, but I can only imagine what would happen to Grace. Did Tom and Phoebe adopt her? Yeah, but it's it's not like they like tied her up or handcuffed or anything. She just casually got into the back of a car. Yeah. And they drove like, away. Exactly. It was uh, odd. And then our dude Marv. No, wait. His name's Barry, right? Bernie. Bernie. Bernie, Barry, Marv, Harry. All of them. Bernie. It's <laughs> Bernie. I remember now. Our dude Bernie shows up. He's got D. Schneider's head and D. Schneider obviously still saying, feed me. And it's just Bernie left over with the head. So is there going to be a sequel? Who knows? Kind of left I it think... open that way. And I hope there is. Yeah. Back again for blood, maybe. Well, if they actually listen to this, they're going to take that title and not give us any credit for it. So thanks, cool. Steve. You're welcome. You know, that's what you do. You don't do like Back for Blood 2. You add words in now. I don't know. I feel like I've noticed this lately where they're not doing like numbers for movies, right? Let's say Twister, right? You remember Twister back in the day? Oh, yeah. Now it's Twisters. With an S. Deadpool 3. They're doing the same thing. What, doing Deadpools? No, it's Deadpool and Wolverine. Exactly. So that's what they're doing now is they're not like... It's not a numerical number. It's it's not. Yeah. When you make a sequel, they're not doing a numerical anymore. Exactly. They just do like a subtitle or additional like title or whatever. Right. And you know what? Kind of reminds me. Scream 5. They just called it Scream, didn't they? They didn't call it Scream 5, but we knew it was Scream 5. No, it was Scream 5 because I remember seeing the poster like one of the letters was a V. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. It was like, it was called Scream, but in the logo, it was like, there was a four in there. The M had like a emphasized V shape in it. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not four, a V. So it was like Scream, but they were emphasizing a V in the name. So they were just calling it Scream, but we all knew it was Scream 5. Let's stop talking about Scream because it's going to make me depressed that we're never going to get another one. I think we will. There's always I, a way. It's fucking, there's always a way. I hope we don't because I don't want to see a, another Scream movie with the characters that they built this story on for the past, uh, what, four and five? Yep. Those characters aren't going to be in the sixth one. No, they won't. That's uh, it's unfortunate. I don't know. Bring Stu back. They should have done that a while ago. They should have did it in the last one. Should have fucking made him and Sydney the Killers. Yeah, the whole time. You know what? I want Sydney to be the final ghost face. You know what they should do? They Because Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega aren't in the movies anymore, they should fucking give the money they saved off of those two and give it to Nev Campbell. Yes. Just so we get a final one with her as the killer. Fuck yeah. And then just end it. That would be the ultimate, like, what the fuck? You just undid the whole entire franchise. So fuck Miramax, it. if you're listening to this, um, yeah, take our advice and do that. Miramax, that one's free. You can have that. Yeah. Back again for blood. I want a few bucks for that. No, no, no. They don't even need to pay us. No. You know what? Just mention us. Like in the movie, have like a Tom on a podcast or something and it'd be like 30 size or less or something stupid. Or better yet, have uh, Miramax give us um, Nev Campbell for an episode so we can interview her. There we go. I like that. That's all we want. That's it. That's all we want. And then she'll play off like she's the damsel in distress, all that type deal, like she did in all the Scream movies. She'll play that role with us. And then we'll just know. We'll know that she's Ghostface the whole time. Actually, you know what? It's going to take more than that, Miramax. We want Courtney Cox, too, at the same We want both of them at the same time for a joint interview. That'd be insane. I just David Arquette, like, too. Fuck it. Even though you killed him for no reason. We don't know that. There was no funeral. 
all right, fine. He just got stabbed in a hospital, and we watched him die and bleed out. That's fine. Yeah, he went into witness protection. Oh, okay. That's movie, sounds... <laughs> movie magic within a movie. <laughs> movie, <laughs> movie magic in a movie. Exactly. You know, going to witness protection, faked his own death. That way he can protect Sydney from afar. Just like that. I just rewrote Scream for you. You're welcome. You can get them all back. I don't know. I, I think we're uh, we're doomed. The Scream franchise. So? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're in trouble. So hey, did you it... see Skeet Ulrich has a new show? I didn't. Not, um, he's a nice guy, by the way. I met him. He's a good dude. It's with that guy from This Is Us. Oh, okay. You know that it, show? Yeah. I've never watched This Is Us, but have you watched it? Oh, yeah. It's great. I love This Is Us. Oh, okay, then. I'll All admit right. it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know you don't give a shit. Did you watch it on your own accord, or were you sucked in from Joanne? By the way, I made that up. He's not actually in it. I should have checked his IMDb before I said that. Oh, I God. thought I saw him in the trailer. But no, Joanne and I watch it together. Uh, this Is Us is great. I don't give a fuck. All oh. 37 seasons of it. Oh, okay. 37? Good fucking lord. Not really. There was no, like, it, this feels like a long show. I don't remember how many seasons it was, actually. Hey, did you know that we were talking about a movie originally? I think yes, we've we been were. ranting for like 20 minutes on, on something else. <laughs> yeah. For, well, for, a, for a movie we loved so much, we talk about a lot of shit not related to this movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think I just don't want to give away a lot of the movie because it's that damn entertaining. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic like it had everything. Yeah, if you I love mean, wrestling and you love horror, like watch this shit. If you don't love those things, just watch it anyway. It's great. It's entertaining. It's campy, it's cheesy, it's well shot. The gore is great looking. Oh god, there was one part, Corey, where it was so over the top. And this is actually going back to Overkill again, right? where they cut off one of the uh, cult members' heads, and it was just squirting blood everywhere, all over Phoebe. And then it stopped. And then it started back up again, squirting all over her again. It was so <laughs> absurd. It's like half the budget went to the blood for that scene. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. It was, it was everywhere. <laughs> it was no need for it to be that bloody, but it just kept going and going. It was great. So... Corey, what do you give it? This is five out of five dead kids for me. Again, another five out of five. This might be the best low-budget film that I've honestly ever watched. It had wrestling, gore, comedy. A few of my favorite things ever. I know you love those things, too. Yeah. Um, definitely inspired, I think, by the original Evil Dead. And it had a lot of original parts. And definitely the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. Like, bravo, Screenbox, bravo, whoever made this movie. It actually came out in 2022, but I don't know if they just couldn't get anyone to show it. Yeah, but It just I came out on, what, last week on streaming, I think? Yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, five out of five. I feel the same way. Uh, I honestly can't think of anything bad about this movie. Wrestling, gore, heavy metal, cults, horror, comedy. I mean, like I said, it checked all the boxes. It was a, it was a fun slasher comedy. Entertaining all the way through. I was initially going to go with a four out of five. It's because we've just been handing out five out of fives like candy lately. You're right, but like if it's a five out of five, I'm not going to skimp on the rating just because we've been giving out a lot. we got to watch a shitty movie. Yes, please. But the movies that we have planned, they actually look decent. So we're like, all right, maybe we need to watch something that's actual dog shit. And <laughs> send, just... send us your send us your worst recommendations. Yes, fucking send us your worst. We want to watch them and we want to review them because yeah. we need a, a palate cleanse. Been watching too many good movies. We need to like, you need to watch something bad to really truly appreciate the good. Yeah, 
Exactly. So send us something absolute dog shit. This has been a while. So I can't think of anything bad about this movie. So five out of five for me too. Uh, I thought it was great. But let's uh, let's think of something that's truly dog shit. See if we can find anything because, yeah, we need a palate cleanse. Well, that's the thing. We're watching movies we've never seen before, so we don't know if it's shitty. That's why we need recommendations. We want a shitty movie. Tell us a fucking yeah. terrible movie. Please tell us about the fucking worst movie you've seen as of late and let us know because we want to watch it and we want to review something horrible. Yeah, and not Smile because uh, I don't want to watch that again. No, and I didn't hate Smile. It was just whatever. They're making a like, sequel, I, so. I won. Oh, yeah. Uh, smile again. <laughs> smile part duh. Part duh. So yeah, give us your worst. We want to see it. I want to be able to rate a movie a negative 10 out of 5. That's what I want. 10 out of 5? Negative 10 negative. out of 5? That's what I want. Whoa. Okay. Give me you the worst. You should watch Skinamarink then. Oh God. Yeah. I watched it once oh. and I think I just wasn't in the mood for it because it was like late at night and I'm sitting there I'm like fucking cross-eyed tired watching it and it's just i don't know hour and 20 minutes of silent film of a fucking kid's telephone i'd never want to watch that movie again i'm not yeah if you want to review that you're on your own no i'm good i watched it and i was like i'm bored as fuck right now yeah and, i almost turned it off people, but at this at that point i was like committed people loved it too so a bunch of kids in a house with no windows that's they're just like they wake up their parents are gone yeah it's like home alone in the dark Yep, so that's what that was, and it was, uh, I don't know, it just felt like some sort of art project deal, where it's like, I want to be fancy and have, like, just weird camera angles and no audio and nothing. It's like an art school project. Trash. I don't know, I don't like it. I just didn't like it, I didn't get it. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. All right, everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. Of course, tell your friends. Both our intro and outro music are courtesy of Andrew Scott Bell. Be sure to check out Andrew on all major streaming platforms. And if you see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey on vinyl in the wild, be sure to pick it up. We're also part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal, horror, all that good stuff. So check that out. Visit 30screamsorless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. Also, check out beardoctane.com for their whole line of grooming supplies. And be sure to use the code 30screams10 at checkout for 10% off your order. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use hashtag 30screamsorless. And also, we have some awesome merch for sale on our website, so definitely check that out. If you go to our website, at the very top, there's a shop link. Click that link, and you'll see all sorts of shirts, hats, mugs, things like that. If you buy it, it helps going towards our hosting costs. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. Beans.